Monday night here on 94. WIP, Jody Mac hanging with you. After a Phillies victory, good news is Phil's win tonight, 13-3. Laughers are good. Now, they didn't laugh too out. They laughed heavy late to turn this one into a blowout, but they did just that. And coming off a uh, series win over a very good team, the Padres, over the weekend, I know, yeah, they got their tails kicked yesterday on the getaway day, but they had already salted away the series victory. So uh, a little bit of an uptick for the Phils, or at least that's the way I see it. Let's see if my next guest agrees with me. Uh, He is TK, not to be confused with Tom Kelly, who's coming up after me. Uh, No, Timmy Kelly used to produce for me at WIP. He's now the editorial director for philliesnation.com and contributes for Odyssey Sports. How are you, TK? It's good. It's good to talk to you, Jody. It's been too long. It really has been, and uh, it is good to catch up. And it's good to catch up after a win. I wanted to get John win, lose, or draw tonight, so uh, it wasn't determined. I didn't say, oh, we got to get Tim Kelly out because the Phillies won. No, I asked you well before it. Uh, they have won three out of four. Are you seeing signs that maybe things are improving for this team? Yes and no. I mean, you have the full lineup back together, and that's encouraging. But at the same time, They won three out of four, but the one that they lost, they got clobbered. And then Friday night, uh, it should have been a much easier win than it ultimately was. So uh, you have to be able to sustain four, five, six, seven wins in a row. And with the bullpen going the way it is, granted they were pretty good tonight, uh, I'm, I'm not sure they're able to do that yet. Fair enough. And one of the key elements is going to be who's going to close games. And Ranger Suarez got a job to do the, uh, got a chance to do the job and did, yes, the previous time out, he did allow some inherited runners to score, but he has uh, now uh, given them a whole bunch of very good outings this year. Not always high leverage situation, but I think he is the best option for high leverage situations right now. Agree or disagree? I agree with you, and I think Joe Girardi said essentially he was going to Ranger in a closing situation after the game tonight because Jose Alvarado came in and pitched in the eighth inning with a seven or eight run lead. So it's pretty clear he was not being saved to close if they needed it. So, yeah, I think it'll be Ranger Suarez. I think Connor Brogdon, of all the guys in the bullpen, has the, the best chance to actually be a closer for his career. But Ranger Suarez has given the Phillies really good innings outside of an outing or two this season. And he's someone, lots of people said it, Joe Girardi said it, I think even Ranger kind of said it himself, that it doesn't matter what situation you put him in or who he's facing or anything like that, his heartbeat just seems to stay the same. And that's obviously uh, an important quality to have if you're a reliever. Understood. Now, um, you mentioned that you think, Connor Brogdon might be the best one in the Phillies bullpen to become a closer. I guess you're referring to over a period of time that could be a year or a year plus or two years. I don't think Joe Girardi should be worrying about that right now. He shouldn't be trying to decide who's going to be my closer for the rest of this season or someone that we can groom and have ready to go as our closer next year. No, no, no. Here, here's the only thing I want to know from Joe Girardi. Who's the best closer they have this week? And then when you figure that out, figure the next week out. And the week after that, and the week after that. The way this season has gone and where the Phillies are presently sitting in the standings, which is in it despite the fact that they're below 500, I don't think they can have any long-term plans. I think everything they should be figuring out is short-term. Yay or nay? Yeah, I agree with you because anytime they've tried to have long-term plans, basically since Jonathan Papelbon was traded, 
it hasn't worked out especially well at the closer position. So Ranger Suarez is the guy right now until he proves that he can't be the guy. Maybe you, you kind of ease Connor Brogdon more into seventh and eighth inning roles as opposed to earlier in the game and see if he can handle that. But you're right. All that matters right now is right now, and Ranger Suarez is your best option today. All right. Matt Moore wasn't terrible today, but he surely wasn't great, and they got all of four innings out of him. Uh, we know what uh, the starting rotation has been. It's actually been uh, from what was projected to be probably you would consider a strength. Wheeler has been phenomenal. Nola has been inconsistent. When he's been good, he's been great. When he's been bad, he's been putrid. Uh, Zach Eflin is solid, a solid three, but that's what he is. And we're still wondering who the hell's going to be the 4-5 or five on this team. Vinny V has come back to the uh, pack after a couple of good outings, and Matt Moore didn't exactly scream, I need to go back in a rotation. What are they going to do to fill it? Spencer Howard never gets out of the uh, fourth thing. What are they going to do on the back end of this ro- rotation, Timmy? Well, realistically, if they're going to be a contending team and a buyer at the trade deadline, that's going to be one of those things they have to address now. You could probably make an argument that there's too many things that they have to address to make that calculation to buy, but that's a different conversation. I mean, Vince Velasquez, for a number five, has probably been fine this year, but that's what he is. Um, I I mean, I think I'd give Bailey Falter a chance to start. I think he's impressed in the bullpen and is able to go multiple innings and had been starting at the AAA level. So he'd probably be the option that I would go to. But the answer really is, they need Aaron Nolan to have a, a really good stretch. I, I think the is he an ace, is he not an ace debate it has, is silly and overplayed. But the reality is he has not been good enough, whether that means as a number two starter or number one starter, whatever, they need him to be better. That's very fair. Uh, question on Walter, and he has been dynamite. Two guys, two lefties who weren't good enough to make the team or might not have even been considered out of spring training have been their two best bullpen arms, and that's uh, Suarez and Walter. You're right. He was starting down at AAA, but he's now gotten several outings in, multiple innings in relief, but not starter innings. If they were to go down that road, and I kind of like your uh, line of thought there, do they have to send him back to the minors to stretch him out? Do you start him knowing full well you're going to go for three or three and change and then be able to get him out of there? If they make that call to give him a shot, how is it implemented? Well, I mean, the reality is from that position right now, you're only getting three or four innings anyway. So you might as well just get the best three or four innings you can get. And if the three or four innings don't go especially well, you bring in Matt Moore or when Chase Anderson comes back and you just ride out the rest of the game. If it does go well, though, then you have a bullpen game where uh, not that dissimilar from tonight where you try to get five or six really good innings out of your bullpen. So that would probably be the best way to do it, and you hope he can build up to where he can go five or six innings. All right, Reese Hoskins hit a, another home run tonight. He's up to 19, drove in three runs, so he's up to 49. And we're just starting the second half of the year for the Phillies. Uh, with the win, uh, they get to uh, 40 and 42, which means their 81st game of the season. So they won the first game of the first half and the first game of the second half. But if you prorate Reese's numbers out, that's 38 home runs and 90-plus uh, RBIs. That's not too shabby. Um, know that Alec Bohm has had some problems defensively at third base, so people are already projecting him moving to first. 
Is Reese Hoskins hitting his way into a position where the Phillies aren't going to be thinking about making any moves on their infield? I think he's hitting his way into a position where the Phillies are thinking about making him their DH next year. Uh, he needs to walk his way into having uh, his typical on-base percentage, which he hasn't had this season. But you're right. When he's homered, he's done it in spurts this season. The Phillies maybe have too, too many guys that kind of fit that mold. Herrera would be another one where it's boom or bust. But when Reese Hoskins is hot, he can carry a team. He, with all due respect, I mean, it's not for a lack of trying, but he's just not a defender at the major league level. So you hope next season you can move him to DH, you can move Alec Bohm to first base, and maybe get better at those two positions because obviously defense needs to be a much bigger factor in team building than it has in the last few years. All right, Mr. Crystal Ball, what is the percentage that there will be a designated hitter in the National League next year? Oh, I would say 95%. Like, I, I think it's data comply or however you say that. It, it's it's pretty low. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not as high a percentage as you. I was right that there would be no DH in the National League this year because a lot of people uh, suggested it was 95% done for this season, and it didn't happen. It's going to be a contentious collective bargaining agreement. Mark my words, there's a real good chance for a work stoppage. So uh, we, we might not even be able to talk about where uh, Mr. Hoskins is going to play next year because there might not be baseball uh, when March rolls around. All right, a uh, couple other questions uh, on the fills. Uh, is there anyone down there at AAA? I know that if they had pitching ready to come up to the big leagues, we will would have already seen it. Uh, but as far as role players go, I guess Jankowski hasn't been terrible since he's been up here, but I think he, he's a marginal major league player. Is there anyone else that's uh, doing a good enough job at either Reading or uh, up in Allentown that they're looking at the potential of them being brought to the big league? Yeah, I mean, the only guy that comes to mind is a relief pitcher in J.D. Hammer, who has the obviously the Phillies have seen him the last few years but his velocity is up this year. So maybe you see him at some point this season, but beyond that position player wise, I think Moniak is, has struggled for a lot of the season. And then Scott Kingery and Adam Hazley, I believe are both injured right now. So it's not anyone new and exciting that hasn't already been here. Uh, obviously double A you're watching Bryson stop, but I don't think he's going to be a factor this year. I think in some form and maybe a large form, he could be a factor next season though. All right, if you think Stott's going to be ready by next year, if I ran this trade by you and you then had the chance to talk to Dave Dombrowski, would you endorse it, yay or nay? Would you give D.D. Gregorius to the Cubs for Javi Baez? If they believe they can't get Baez signed and he is purely a rental on their part and they say, well, at least we can lock up the shortstop position if they don't have a young guy they're looking to turn to, D.D. is signed for next year. Would you do that if you were the Phillies to improve your team this year, knowing full well you might have a tough time signing Baez at the end of this season? Yeah, I would do that deal in a heartbeat. I I would have reservations about signing Javi Baez to a long-term deal, but right now, yeah, I do. I don't think the Cubs would do that. But, I, I mean, the, the problem is I don't think T.D. Gregorius is a shortstop anymore. He's a shortstop in title, but you might be in a position where – you need to trade Gene Segura just so Didi Gregorius can go to second base next season. So, I, I mean, I, I really don't think he is a shortstop at this point. I think he's a DH, a second baseman, maybe a third baseman. Obviously, the bat can still play, but the, the glove just has not been good enough this year. 
I thought Reese Hoskins was going to be their DH next year. Now well, you're, pe- you're penning <laughs> Didi in there too? You could put about five people on the Phillies realistically in that position, which makes you wonder then, do some of these guys end up ultimately getting moved to kind of fix that logjam? Unfortunately, that is accurate. But, hey, they played some pretty good defense tonight. Turned a nice double play. Nobody dropped the ball. Didn't throw to the wrong pace. Give them credit. They had a good defensive game. Everyone's going to talk about 13 runs on the board. But the bullpen got the job done, and the defense wasn't half bad. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Timmy, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, we will get you up again soon enough. All right. Good to talk to you. See you. Tim Kelly is the editorial director for philliesnation.com and contributor for Odyssey Sports. Hopping on, helping us recap this 13-3 win over the Cubs for the Phillies. He's locked into DH next year. Uh, Hey, with the way Reese Hoskins has played first base this year, and he's another one. Every once in a while he makes a good play. Oh, he can play first base, and then he'll just make the worst error in the world. Uh, I agree with Tim's sentiment that his best position would be designated hitter. But I'm not 100% sure that there's going to be a DH in the NL next year. Uh, so that's something they can deal with during the offseason when we get. We might not know whether there will be a DH till it's not going to be settled till they get a collective bargaining agreement. And oh, by the way, I'm telling you, that's going to drag into spring training, maybe into the beginning of the season. Hey, let's get to 2021 first, then we'll worry about 2022. Johnny Mac here with you on 94WIP. Got an hour left to play. I'll keep the phones open uh, the whole time. Yes, I want to talk about the Phils and mini hot streak, three out of four against San Diego. I'm not going to kill them for the fact that uh, they almost coughed up a 4 nothing lead and had to hold on in one fourth. They won. And, yes, they got their tail kicked uh, on Sunday, but that's okay. Again, it's only one loss. And they did get a win tonight, and again, 13-3. It was 4-2 to two in the eighth inning, so yes, it was a blowout. But just here's the only number you need to know. They won three of their last four games, and they're uh, playing a Cubs team that's reeling right now. They got to get three out of four in Chicago. They could leave as a 500 team before this season. This series is over and done with. Telephone lines go open. I'll get your calls. We go straight to a little two, and the other TK, Tom Kelly, hops aboard. Hop aboard with me on my phones, 215-592-9494. Hey, let me tell you about my friends at the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Everybody's having fun there. A lot of people are winning. Everybody loves the in-game betting, daily action. You got uh, playoff basketball. Maybe you like one of the two teams, the Suns and or the Bucks. I know it's not the Sixers, but... Personally, I tried to tell you before the playoffs started that the Suns were an undervalued team at 14-1. to 1. I might have some action on that. Um, but the Parks, Park, Parks Casino Sportsbook app, I recommend it. They are the partner of the real sports fan here in town. Uh, you don't have to pick the game to win. They have the prop bets, night in, night out. Uh, baseball, you can bet on innings pitched, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases. You can always find a fun prop to bet, and uh, you can do so right now. If you are a new customer and you've never been a Park Sports Casino uh, Sportsbook app uh, user before, all new customers are being offered a $500 risk-free bet to open the partnership. Get aboard, uh, go to the website, hop, hop on now, parkscasino.com slash PA. Use promo code Jody Mac, and it will give you that great first-time offer of a $500 risk-free bet. 
Uh, that's parkcasino.com slash PA. Use the promo code Jody Mac. Bet with the hometown team. Win with the hometown team. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app.